Grab your Bibles here tonight. We're going to get into it. Praise the Lord. And firstly, I want to thank Pastor Stevon and Sister Chella for giving me the opportunity to share tonight. Amen. Also want to thank my wife for putting up with me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If it wasn't for her, if it wasn't for God and for my wife, I don't know where I would be. Amen. Actually, I do know where I would be, and I'm just glad that I'm not there. Praise the Lord. If you got your Bibles here tonight, open up to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29. Very, very familiar portion of Scripture, 2911. Praise the Lord. When you get it there, say amen. Okay, a few of you got it. When you get there, say amen. All right, a couple more. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, tonight for your spirit that is already filling this place, Lord God. And I pray, God, that your spirit would continue to move, continue to speak, continue to touch, continue to convict, Lord, continue to change. But even more than that, Lord God, in that, Lord, continue to transition us. In the name of Jesus, have your way. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Well, you were just here. You just heard a, a powerful testimony from Brother Alex's sister, from, uh, from his wife. It was, it was powerful, right? Listen to that. I was just living, when she was sharing, I was like, I could feel, I was almost broken, like, man, he's like, just, it's heavy. When you talk about children, and you talk about the power of God in, in a young person's life, it's, doesn't it bring you to tears when you think about it? And I was just like, man, and, and I was really, really thinking about, because she was saying that we were just at Mighty Men, and how many know we were all just at Mighty Men? Go ahead and have your seats here tonight, amen? I'm sorry. I just like watching you guys stand. Praise the Lord. Some of you guys need to, need to stand a little bit longer. Hello? I'm just kidding. But we just got back from Mighty Men, right, man? Oh, come on, man. We just got back from Mighty Men. We just got back from our men's conference, and we heard some powerful messages. We heard a lot of great things. We got our marching orders. But I really, truly believe we, we, were, we were listening to the speakers there, and I believe it was Pastor Chucky. We were, we were uh, part of the, the, uh, the leadership uh, sessions that we had, and Pastor Chucky brought a powerful, powerful, timely message. Because the whole theme of what we're doing this year, where we're going, is the time is now. And he was sharing. He was talking about shifting. You even heard Pastor. I don't know if you've been listening to a lot of the things that have been coming across our pulpit as well, um, especially since the conference you've been hearing, even especially through pastors, been hearing that word shift and been hearing that word change, right? Been hearing that a lot, and that's because it's, it's intentional. Can I hear an amen? How many know that God is always intentional, right? God never does anything by accident. He doesn't do anything by compulsion. He doesn't do anything just to do it. He does it with intention. And it's the same thing with our ministry. If we're going to really follow the heartbeat of God and follow where God wants to take us, we also have to be intentional. Look at your neighbor and say intentional. So what, what I was trying to say is this, is that we are in a time of transition. Uh-oh. Nobody likes that word, right? Because you guys are like, that's just a fancy word for change, right? And that's like, everybody, we hear that word change, we're like, we get like those shivers, like, oh my, we don't like that word. Can I hear an amen? But there in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11, the Bible says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Amen? Do you believe that? Okay. Praise the Lord. You believe it. You're halfway there. Amen? How many of you guys ever heard this statement before? Life happens. Right? You ever heard that one before? How about this one? Change is the new normal. You ever heard that one before? Or how about this one? Change leads to better things. Right? You ever heard any of those things before? Well, they're all true. Right? Very, very true. Change is normal. It is normal. Life does happen. Come on now. How many know life happens? Right? Life is happening right now. 
That's life. Hello. Right, Geronimo? That's the new normal, bro. Not just for him, for me, because I live next door to him. So <laughs> praise the Lord. It's a new normal. Amen. But change does lead to better things. It does. It's all true. All those things are very true. Amen. And it's all good. But what do you and I do when these things become our personal reality? Huh? When change all of a sudden becomes our reality. Because it's, it's, it's okay to say it about, to somebody else when they're going through change or when they're going through a transition. It's, it's okay to say, it's okay, bro. Change leads to better things. Right? And come on, bro. Change is the new normal. And it sounds great, but when it happens to us. Huh? Come on now. When it becomes our personal reality. Hello. Right? Well, not all changes are bad. Right? Not all changes are bad. And even some changes or transitions are self-chosen. Sometimes we choose on our own. Say, you know what? I need to make a change. Or I need to go through. I need to change something here. I need to do something different. Or is that just me? Right? Sometimes we choose ourselves. But one thing for sure is that whether they are bad changes or whether it's something we chose on ourselves, you can bet your life, I guess you could say, you can bet your life that they're deeply going to affect our lives. Changes and transitions are deeply going to affect our lives, especially in the times that we're living in now. Can I hear an amen? See, some transitions are eagerly anticipated, and other times they are unplanned and unwanted at times. Huh? But even though they might be unplanned or even though they might be unwanted, one thing, they will, one thing that will happen is it will all involve change. Huh? Transition is always going to involve change. It doesn't matter whether you planned for it to happen or whether you didn't want it to happen. It doesn't matter. It's all going to involve some change. Look at your neighbor and say change. All right. Now, it's a proven fact that change is one of the most feared things that you and I will ever encounter. Hallelujah. Right? How many know that nobody likes to change? Nobody likes to change. Did you know that from the moment you were born, actually even before you were born, from the moment you were conceived, you started to change. And you've been changing ever since. And you're going to continue to change until the day that you die. It's something you can never get away from. So to say, I don't like change, too bad. From the moment you were conceived, you have been in a state of transition. You have always been changing and changing, going from one place to the next. Huh? You can't get away from it. But... Even though we can't get away from it, how many know that we love to resist it? We resist change and transition with every fiber of our being, right? We're like, no, I don't want to change. I don't want to change, right? When change comes or transition comes, you know what's going to happen. You're like, you can see it coming, and you try to sidestep it, right? You try to spin move on it, try to get out of the way, huh? Right? We try to resist it as much as we can. Because why? Because it's uncomfortable, huh? Every fiber inside of us doesn't like change, which is crazy because we're constantly changing, right? You ever got growing pains before when you were a kid, right? You know there's no such thing. Medically speaking, there's no such thing as growing pains, except you can never tell somebody's ever had growing pains that that's true. <laughs> Amen, because I, I pretty much grew from this high to the height that I am right now in about a year, and it felt like it. Amen. But we're always, cha- always growing, amen, always changing. But as human beings, we love stability. How many of you guys love stability, right? You love stuff that's stable, right, because it's solid, right? We love things that are solid. How many know that God is solid? Huh? Our God is stable, amen. But we love stability. We love for things to stay that the, way, the way they are, right? Just stay, like, right, Angelica? Right, she just wishes, <sighs> wish they could just stay like this, right? When they get to that age where they're not crying anymore, they're not pooping all over everything and they're listening and you're like okay just stay like this don't ever change right but it never happens 
right? We love stability and we love things to stay the way that they are. We like the status quo, so to speak. Can I hear an amen? But the inevitable fact of life is that life always changes. It's just a fact. Life is always going to change. And somebody said this, that the only thing constant is change. The only thing constant is change. Now, the word transition means this. The process of changing from one state or condition to another or from one place to another place. Amen? Transition is the process of changing from one state of from one state or condition to another, or from one place to another. Huh? See, it's impossible to get from where we are to where God wants us to be without making a transition. Huh? Wherever you're at right now, again, I don't know where each and every one of you are in your walk with God or where, you know, where God has you right now, but I'm here to let you know, in order to get you where God wants you to really be, it's going to take a transition. You can't just will yourself there. You can't just say, well, I want to be over there, and then you're going to wake up in the morning, and you're going to be there. Like, wow, this is just what I asked God for. I'm here, right? You're not just going to miraculously teleport from one condition to another. It's going to take a transition. It's going to take some change, amen? Transition is not change just for the sake of change, right? Transition is not just changing just for the sake. Well, let's just change. Why? I don't know. Let's just change. What do you want to change for? I don't know. Let's just do it. Everybody else is doing it. No, that's not what transition is. It's not just to do it just to do it. Huh? Transition is moving from one point to another point. You could say it like this, from point A to point G. Hello? Or from point me <laughs> to point G. G is where God wants me. Huh? God always wants to transition us. Transition is moving from one point to another point. And when you're moving to another point, you're moving forward. God is always about progression, about moving forward. God is never about reverse. So when you're in transition, you're going forward. Look at your neighbor and say, going forward. See, when we begin to encounter transition and things start getting a little shaky, a little unfamiliar, how you know that's what happens in a transition, right? When you start to go through transition, things begin to change. Things begin to get a little shaky, right? Begin a little unfamiliar, like, whoa, I don't know. I've never seen this before. What's going on here, right? Things start happening like that. We need to realize that God is taking us somewhere, huh? You need to realize that God is taking you somewhere. How many know that God wants to take you somewhere? Huh? He might have already taken you somewhere when you got saved, right? You might have came into church and you raised your hand and you, they made a call for salvation and you came to the altar and God brought you here, right? He took you from where you were to up here. He took you from point me to point G, right? He took you from where you were to where he wanted you. But that's not the end, huh? That wasn't your destination. That was just like a little dot, Right? On the map. He's going to take you from here, and he's going to take you to there, and then he wants to take you to here, and he wants to take you over there, he wants to take you over here. That was just one stop. But that was the first one, amen? See, we have to realize that God is taking us somewhere. See, God is repositioning us. Because God has got you somewhere. Everybody's somewhere tonight. Hello. Right? Everybody is somewhere. You're here. Hello. Right? But you're, everybody is somewhere in the relationship with God. You're somewhere. But God says, you know what? I'm not happy that you're there still. I want to reposition you. He needs to reposition us. Amen? And that's what transition does. Transition repositions us. I, I know a little bit about transition. Amen? Um, I've been part of transition, right? I've been used to help transition. I've been, you know, I've been in multiple transitions with, like, within ministry, also within my life, you know, when Pastor Steve went to go be with the Lord, that was a transition for us, for me, 
for my wife. We went through a transition. Pastor Josie came in and began to pastor the church, and that was a whole transition. And then she handed the church to her son, to Pastor Stefan. That was a whole transition. I've been through it. I went to Indonesia for the whole transition from Pastor Chucky going to South Africa. I was there for the transition. So I've seen a lot of different things. I've been a part of a lot of different types of transitions, and, and I'm here today. Amen. I'm, right now I'm where God wants me. I was, I was way over there. I used to be a, an usher in the back. But next thing you know, I found myself in Indonesia. God took me from one point to another point. He repositioned me. God wants to do the same thing with you. You might be sitting in a life group on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night or whenever you have your life group, and you might be there, but one morning you're going to wake up and you're going to be all the way across the world because God wants to reposition you. You might end up in another state because God wants to reposition you. Or you, you just might end up in another ministry. I don't mean a church. I mean like a ministry in our church. Amen. Amen. You might, you, know, you might find yourself one day you're on the worship team. Next day you're in children's church. right? Or you might be in the children's church. And you might be in the sound booth. But God wants to reposition you. Huh? And he doesn't do it just because he's like, oh, I'm thinking I'm going to put him over here. <laughs> it's going to be great when he's over there. Well, I'm going to take her. I'm going to put her over there. He doesn't do that. He says, no, I'm going to take this guy right here. Because he has a, how many know God is purposeful? God is intentional. Again, remember, God is going to take you, and he's going to, you know, he, he's, mm, I'm going to move him over here. I'm going to show you why. Amen? Because he's not like people think God's up to like this, like this guy with like a bunch of little moving people around, you know, and laughing and having a good time. That's what God does. God's very intentional. God does things for a reason. God always has, he always sees ahead. Hello? God is, God, God is like, he's, I guess you could say he's light years ahead of what we could even think and imagine. Some of us, we, have a, we don't even know what we're going to do after service tonight. We can't even think that far ahead, but God is already way ahead. He already knows. Amen. Everything that you're going through right now, whatever the transition you're in, is preparing you. It's getting ready for that repositioning for he wants to take you. Huh? See, God wants to strategically position us. Say, position us. You see, there are things that you and I can't get where we're at. Okay, let's see if I can explain. I was gonna, I was gonna ask for volunteers. But I'm just gonna do this myself. Amen. See, God, there, see, there are things that you can't get. You and I can't get where we're at right now. See, I might be right here, right? I'm gonna do this. Praise. I hope I don't spill the water. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. So this is where this is what this is what God wants for me. Okay, but I'm way over here. Not that it's bad that I'm over here, but this is where I'm at now. But see, that's where God wants me. huh? God wants to take me over there. There's a reason for it. Like I said, see, there's things that you and I can't get where we're at. I can't get that because I'm over here. Right? So God says, I'm going to transition you. Right? I'm not just going to, he's not just going to say, just go get it. And I'm not just going to walk over and say, all right, I got it. Thank you, Lord. It's not that easy. Okay, it's a transition. It's about change. So I want to get over there. God says, okay, I'm going to transition you. So he's all saying, so he wants you to move forward. So I'm going to go forward, but sometimes I'm going to hit something, right? I'm going to try to go, but I'm going to hit something. So in the transition, God's going to show me things, and I'm going to have to spin move on something, right? I'm going to have to climb over a couple things. I'm going to have to crawl under a couple things. Uh, and then I'm going to get there. Then I'm going to, oh. See, God's got something for me that I couldn't get over there. Huh? God wants to strategically position us so that we will be able to access things that we could never get where we were. He says, I want to give you this because this is going to help you. It's going to help my purpose. 
right? I want to give you access to it, but you can't do it when you're over here. So he's got to transition us to there. Huh? Somebody say amen if, you, if you're with me. Come on now, praise the Lord. Brother Ed's with me. Come on, Brother Ed. He's always with me. Amen. He's been with me from the beginning. Amen. In the book of Luke, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to share a little story about transition. Amen. How many of you guys remember Jesus? Okay. Praise the Lord. Just want to make sure I'm in the right place. In the book of Luke in chapter 8, starting in verse 22, well, verse 22 says this. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into the boat. Somebody say, get in the boat. And they set out. So here's what's happening. Jesus is telling his disciples, right? He tells his disciples that there's something, there's somewhere that they need to go. So he tells them, get in the boat. And let's take off. Let's go, right? But when you read on farther in the story, when they eventually get to the other side, there's some stuff that happened in between, and we'll get there in a second. But there was something that happened when they got to the other side. And when you read, you see that there was a man that was on the other side that was waiting, He was waiting. He was desperate. He was in need of a deliverance. Huh? He was in need of a deliverance. See, Jesus needed to position them. Jesus needed to position the disciples so that they could minister to a need and they could impact the city. But they couldn't do it over here on the shore. So he had to get him in the boat and he had to transition them to the other side. Why? Because it was a need. Huh? A city needed to be impacted. Huh? He knew they couldn't reach the need where they were. He knew there was no way they were going to meet that man's needs on the other side of the lake or the sea, the ocean, whatever you want to call it. Amen? So he had to take him to the other side. He had to transition them. He knew that their present position was ineffective. Where they were at at that moment was going to be ineffective for what he wanted them to do. Huh? And God might have you in a position right now. And maybe you're doing okay there. You're, 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 you know, you're ministry, you're doing your thing, and everything's great, everything's good. But I'm here to let you know, when everything starts going good, everything's going great, God is going to come in. He's going to say, okay, you're doing good, you're doing good, but you know what? I want you to be more effective. I need you to be more effective. There's more need. How many know that our world is always going to be in need? There's there's another need. There's something else that I need you to do. Amen. We cannot get comfortable. So look at your neighbor and say, don't get comfortable. You can't get comfortable. God is not a God of comfort. God is not a God of comfort. That's not the God that we serve. Huh? In order for them to be in a place of effectiveness, they would have to go cross the sea and go through a few storms. Huh? In order for them to be effective on the other side, they were going to have to cross the sea and go through a few storms. In verse 23, it says that as they sailed, he fell asleep, and a squall came down, or a storm, or I don't squall, I guess that's what that is, amen? It came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped, and they were in great danger. So here we see that they were in danger. They're on the boat. God is transitioning them from one side to the other side. And on the other side, they're supposed to go somewhere. They're supposed to do something. But they're in the midst of a storm. Anybody in here in the midst of a storm right now? Ever been in a storm? Okay, well, if you're not in one, you're probably, you know, been in one before. You're getting ready to go into one. Or maybe you just came out of one. Can I hear an amen? Right? You're facing some challenges. They were in the boat facing some challenges to get to the other side, getting to where God wanted to transition them to. Huh? But many times following God's will does not take us down the easy road. Huh? Pastor Steve, you say, the road to success is uphill all the way. Amen? If you want to follow God and you want to do the things, you want to do the will, I'm telling you, it's going to be uphill all the way. Amen? But you know what happens when you, when you, when you ever see guys that run uphill and they jog uphill? You ever see the size of their calves? Huh? That's what going uphill does. It builds muscle. It builds you. 
builds character, right? Builds strength, builds perseverance. Amen? It's not going to be an easy road. Following Jesus is not going to be the path of less resistance. It's not. It's not. It's the narrow road. Look at your neighbor and say, the narrow road. See, many times we'll find ourselves in the same exact storms, in the midst of storms. We might lose a job, right? That's a storm. It's a challenge when we lose a job. Can I hear an amen? Sometimes maybe moving to a new city, having to make new friends and make, you know, new contacts. That's a, that's a struggle, right? That's a challenge sometimes. <clears throat> Starting a new job, huh? Sometimes we think, look at the blaze. I just got a new job. Praise the Lord. And then a couple days later, like, oh, my God, right? Challenges. We're in a storm. Man, I've only been there for a couple days, and I can't stand my boss, right? These guys are killing me, you know? These guys are like, oh, the world, they're cussing and smoking and drinking, right? We're going through some storms. But God is transitioning us, huh? Maybe you're leading a new ministry. Maybe God has called you to lead a new ministry, right? You were over in this ministry, and you were doing good. Everything was great. It's not that you were doing bad. It was just that God said, you know what? I'm going to take you from here. I'm going to put you over here. I'm going to transition you over here. Huh? It's a challenge, right? How do you know that serving God is always a challenge? But I'm here to let you know that if God brought you to it, he's going to see you through it. If God brought you through it, he's going to, I'm telling you, if God brought you to it, he's going to see you through it. Huh? If he brought you to it, he's going to see you through it. You just got to believe it. Huh? The transition is not to master you. The transition is not set up to master you. It's set up to mature you. The transition is set up to mature you, not to master you. Huh? It's too often we allow it to master us. We allow it to take over. We allow it to, to beat us down, right? We allow it to, to uh, discourage us, right, to set us back, huh? But that's not the, the purpose of the transition. The purpose of a transition is to go forward, It's to mature us, to turn us into what God wants us to be. So when we reach that other point, we can take this. Hayward water, right? Or was that bottle water? Amen. <laughs> Verse 25 says this. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Huh? You see, sometimes within our transition, in the transition, that happens to be where we miss God. That's where we miss it. Pastor's been talking about that. He's talking about missing the curve, Right? If you're part of the leadership or, you know, you've just been hanging around with him at all, he's been talking about we don't want to miss the curve, right, or we don't want to miss God. We don't want to miss it. And sometimes in the midst of transition, that's where we miss it. That's where we miss God, in the transition. Huh? We just miss it. God is trying to speak. God is trying to do something. God is trying to uh, move us somewhere. But somehow, some way, we miss it. And we just end up stuck in a transition. And we never get out of it. Anybody ever got stuck in transition? You're trying to go from point A to point B, and somehow you just ended up at point A, point something. We never end up getting to point B because we miss it. We miss God, and we end up going back to point A like, well, I can't. I'm just going to go back because, you know, this is comfortable. I, I know this. huh? I, I, I tried, but, you know, this, I'm okay here. I can do this huh? because we miss God in the transition. huh? See, we know where we need to go. Right? We're over here, we're looking, we say, okay, that's what I need, I need to go there. We know what's, when we get there, we know, once we get there, we know what's going to happen. Once we get there, it's, but it's the in-between, right? It's the in-between. But somehow in that in-between is where we lose sight of it. We lose sight of God. The trials get too tough, right? Things begin to happen. All of a sudden, 
We miss that shift. We miss that. We miss God. Huh? Somehow we lose sight of it while making the transition. We forget who's on board with us. Just like the disciples. Remember, they were in the midst of the storm. They were making the transition. They were on their way. The storm came. And what did they do? Master, master, ah! They got all scared, right? They forgot who was in the boat with them. Huh? They forgot who was in the boat. Same person that was in the boat with them on the, in the middle of the sea is the same one that's standing next to you when you're going through what you're going through. When you're in your transition, you got to remember who's in the boat with you. Huh? You're not out there all by yourself in two oars. Huh? He's out there with you. He's out there going, stroke, stroke, stroke. And he's telling you, come on, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. Come on, you can do it. Keep stroking. Keep walking. Keep going. We forget sometimes who's in the boat with us. Huh? You see, Jesus' ministry was all about transitioning people. That's what he was all about. If you read the Bible, hello, right? You read, you read the, the whole, you read the New Testament. Jesus was all about transitioning people. He was healing people, right? Taking them from one point to another point. They were here, couldn't see, couldn't hear, couldn't talk, couldn't walk. And he was, what? He was repositioning them. He was transitioning them from where they were to where he wanted them to be. Huh? Now they can talk. Now they can walk. Now they can speak. Huh? Taking it from where they were and the condition that they were in to the condition that he wanted them to be in. Can I hear an amen? For example, remember the young ruler, the young rich ruler? Remember he came to Jesus and he said, Jesus, I want to follow you. What do I got to do to follow you? Right? What do I got to do to follow you? He was so excited, right? Yes, I want to follow Jesus. And he asked, what do, what do you want me to do? What do I got to do to follow you? And he said, very plain and very simple, but he went down to the core of that young man and he said, give it all away. Give it all up. Give it all up. And right there, he missed it. He missed it. He missed it. Right there, God told him exactly what he had to do. You ever been in the midst of a transition and you're like, what do I do? Where do I go? What move do I make? And God speaks and God tells you exactly what to do. And because it's something you're like, no. And you walk away and you miss it. You miss it. You miss the trans. You miss it. And that's when you just turn back around, just like he did. Right? You read it there. The Bible says that after he said that, what did he do? He walked away, downcast, upset, sad. Why? Because he knew what it was going to take. He knew what, he, what that meant for him, right? But he missed it. He missed God in the transition because he focused on the money, not what Jesus was offering him. He didn't, he didn't get it. It wasn't that Jesus was just asking him to give everything up. He just didn't get what Jesus was offering him. Jesus was offering him something, but because he missed it, he never received it. Huh? I'm going to share three things I, I think that can cause us, you and I, to miss God in our transitions. Amen. One, the first thing that can cause us to mix God in a transition is that the picture's not clear. The picture's not clear. Huh? Most times when transition comes, we want God to show us a clear picture of what it's going to look like before we get there. Huh? Right? Like, man, what's it going to look like when we get there, God? I mean, it's going to be, am I going to have a big house? And, you know, am I going to have a, all them fancy cars? Am I going to be able to get married? Right? This is like for the guys that are in the home. This is, no, I'm just kidding. But, I mean, this is just a perfect example, though, because I remember I was in the, I'm a product of the home. Amen. I praise the Lord. And we go through that stuff. When we're in the home, you know, and especially for the guys that are single, you know, they're like, man, you know, okay, man, I can't wait till I get out. Man, God, and they're praying, right, not sleeping. They're praying, right? They're, they're praying. They're saying, okay, God, when I get out of home, what are you going to give me a wife? And what's she what's going to look like? And, you know, and they're asking God, what this? They want to see a picture. They want to know. How many of you guys want to know? 
Come on now, I'm not just talking to the guys in the home. I'm talking to you when, when you say, you know what I want? I want to know, God, show me. Huh? Show me what my life is going to be like if I decide to serve you. Show me what I'm going to get if I decide to turn my life over to you. Show me what I'm going to get if I commit my life to you. Huh? We want a clear picture. Well, I'm here to let you know, if God showed you, you definitely probably would not commit your life to Jesus. If he showed you, because he's not going to show you what you're going to get. He's going to show you what you're going to go through to get there. Huh? And you don't want him to do that. I'm Thank God he didn't show me. No, you guys are not hearing me. I thank God he didn't show me what I was going to have to go through. But I'm not just talking about trials like with my marriage and, yeah, all that too. But after I got saved, it wasn't all, you know, it wasn't a bowl full of cherries for me. It wasn't tiptoeing through the tulips for me. I backslid multiple times. I went back into the world multiple times after I got out of the home. So I know if God would have showed me all that stuff, I definitely never would have committed. I never would have stayed in the home. I would have left. I would have like, I'm going to stay in the home, and that's, that's still going to happen to me before I get where you want me? Nah, I'm out of here. But I thank God that he didn't show me. I thank God that he didn't show me. Huh? We want a clear picture what it's going to look like before we get there. See, God tells us to go to a land I will show you, not a land I have shown you. Right? Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Not because I have made you fishers of men. Huh? As we begin to follow Christ, the picture begins to get a little more clear. The more you stay with it, you begin to follow him. And when he tells you, go here, you go there. As you begin to move with Christ, you begin to move when he speaks, the picture begins to get a little more clear. Huh? But you got to keep on keeping on. Amen? Another reason why sometimes we miss God in the transition, I believe, is sometimes the assignment seems too large, right? It seems too like, ah, right? When God shows us something, like, woo, I don't know, God, right? That only happens to me. Praise the Lord. Pastor says, hey, Pat, I want you to do something. I'm like, what? Right? I don't do it on the outside. It's on the inside. It's like, what? Actually, it's more like, what? <laughs> Amen. But. But when you look at the young ruler in the story that we were talking about, it says that he was rich, it says that he was young, and it said that he ruled. Now, to transition him, Jesus reached, like I was talking about, to the core of his identity, and he told him to give it up. See, it was too large for him to give up. So instead, what did he do? He settled. He settled when he was supposed to have transitioned. Huh? It was too much for him. The assignment, the task that God had for him was too much, it was too large, or he allowed it to be. Because it's not that it's really too large. It might have been too large for him, but it wasn't too large for God. And that's what I mean when he said he, doesn't, he, wasn't, he didn't understand what God was offering, what Jesus was offering him. Huh? He didn't understand. For him, it was just this huge thing that he couldn't do. He didn't really understand what Jesus was, was really trying to tell him. Huh? Because he said, I'll follow you, I want to follow you, I want to follow you. It's like, all right, you want to follow me. The third thing. The third reason why I believe that sometimes we miss God in the transition is that the timing is not right. Huh? The timing is not right. And what I mean by this, this is not, I'm not saying because, well, the timing's not right, that's why I missed it. It's not because that's what we think. We think that it's too big. Uh, we think I got to see everything first. Right? And we think, well, the timing's not right. It's not the right time. Well, Samuel Chan said this, when you're 100% sure, you're too late. When you're 100% sure, you're too late. See, sometimes our attitude is, is like this. 
it needs to feel right before I can make a change. Well, as soon as I feel it, right? You ever hear me say, well, I'm not feeling it right now. I don't feel like it's the right time. Huh? Anybody ever said that? Anybody ever said it to you? Okay. But sometimes that's our attitude. It needs to feel right before we can make a change. See, I've never, I don't know about you, but I've never been ever, and I stress that, ever been in a situation where the timing felt 100% right. 100%. I mean, like, 100%. I mean, I'm, not, I'm talking even with, with the Lord. Because there's, there's times God is like, said, okay, I want, you know, go here, do this, you know. And I wasn't like 100%, like, oh, I was 100% sure this is divine from God. But I knew that God was, had his hand in it. I knew God was leading. God, but it, was, it had nothing to do with timing. Had nothing to do with it. I didn't think it was like, oh, this is 100% the time. It was more like, well, if this better be the time. If it's not, you know. But I stepped out of faith, believing God. Because if God said it, amen. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, in his time, he makes all things beautiful. Not our time. Huh? When we do things in our time, everything turns out a little ugly. But in his time, he makes all things beautiful. It's always in God's time, not in our time. Because I'm telling you right now, the time will never be right. It will, you'll never, if you, if you want to wait around for the time to be right, you're going you're gonna to be like Rip Van Winkle. You're going to be that guy sitting next to the tree with a beard all the way down to his ankles. Because the time is never going to be right. There's no such thing as the right time. It's just God's time. When God says it's time, that's when it's time. Not our time. Don't miss God in the transition. Huh? Sometimes within transitions, we say, you know what, God? I want to follow you. I want to serve you, right? I, I, I want to do your will for my life, and, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll do anything it takes, and, but I want your will for my life. And sometimes when we say that, you know, we're like, well, because I want this, and I want this, and I want it to be like this, and I want, I want to make sure that that's there, and this is over here. And sometimes that's how we want, to, that's how we want the transition to be, we want to, the will of God in our lives to be. I want to do the will of God. And sometimes the will of God, this is what we think the will of God is. We think it's like, like Burger King. Like you get it your way, right? We want to like, well, you know what? I want the will of God. I don't want any pickles. I don't want any onions. You know, hold the mayonnaise and give me an extra piece of cheese. Huh? Sometimes that's the king that we serve. Huh? We see the king. We, we serve the king of our way. I want to serve God my way. I want the will of God my way. I want to go through the transition my way. This ain't Burger King, man. Jesus ain't Burger King. He's the risen king. This is the king I serve. It's his way. His will. His way. Not our way. Huh? Don't miss God in the transition. It's not going to happen your way. It's not going to happen the way that you want it to happen. What we need to do is we need to just embrace it. Accept it. Because if you don't, you'll never get from here to there. I'm telling you, if God wants you here and you stay here, you're going to be miserable. You're going to end up hating God sometimes. People end up getting like get bitter because they know they're supposed to be over there. And somehow, some way, they miss God in the transition. So they stayed over here and they want to blame God because they didn't get it their way. Well, God didn't take me over there the easy way. Why did I have, why would I have to go to the, why would I have to do, why, 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 why? Huh? Don't miss God in the transition. Don't stay there when God wants you over here. 
See, transition are God's way of building us and training us for the calling that he has for us. Because remember, to get from here to there is not going to be easy. You're going to have to run around some things. You're going to have to climb over some things. You're going to have to go underneath, some, come under some people. Hello, right? you got to submit to some things to get over here. What does that do? It builds you, builds character, builds perseverance, huh? We need to allow God to use these transitions to equip us and prepare us to be his instruments, huh? We need to allow him to use us, to use our lives, huh? That's what transitions are for. We can't do what he wants us to do from where we are, huh? We can't reach our city if we stay the same. We have to transition, each and every one of us. It's not enough that just the pastor and his wife transition, because they're always there. Once they became a senior pastor, their lives is in the, a state of transition. 24 hours a day, 365 days a week. They're transitioning constantly, 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 constantly. You might not see it, but they are. Because they know that in order for them to take this church where God wants it to go, that they have to transition, but they need us to transition with them. Huh? We have to change along with them. We can't stay the same. I was thinking about this, about the trans, even like where we're at right now within this ministry, Victory Outreach Heart of the Bay. You know, we used to be Victory Outreach Hayward for many, many years, 30 years. And I remember when Pastor Steve went to be the Lord, we went through that transition. Pastor Josie took over, we went through that transition. Now Pastor Stefan and Sister Chella here were in this transition. But I believe this, that all of that was so that we would be where we're at right now. It wasn't just because Pastor Steve passed away. And that was, then pastor took over. That's just what happened. No, it was all, you know, I believe it was, it was God's timing for pastor to go and for Sister Josie to come in and then for her to transition out and him to transition in to be where we're at right now. This is where God wants us. This is part of the transition. Because I guarantee you right now, if his dad was still alive, he wouldn't be the senior pastor. Only reason why is because his dad ain't willing to give up the pulpit. His dad would be like, not yet. I'm not ready yet. Huh? He's, he's still be, but I, what I'm saying is, is this, is that it all took place because God had a purpose and a plan for this church. And it's not about what we think and how we thought it should have happened and why did it have to happen that way. It's not for us to say. It's just for us to transition along with it and say, if that's where God has taken us, then that's where we're going to go. If God wants to reposition us, then let's, let's do it. I'm with you, Pastor. Let's do it. I'm with you, Pastor. Whatever it's going to take. Uh, you can't just say it. Because if you say it and you don't do it, I'm going to leave that one right there. Again, we can't do what he wants us to do from where we are. He couldn't, we wouldn't be able to do what, we, what he needs us to do where we were. That's why we're at where we're at now. We need to allow him to move us to where he wants us to be. Sometimes we try to move ourselves. Can't do it. He never said that there would be no storms or challenges, but our destiny is greater than our storm. Did you hear me? Your destiny is greater than your storm. Your destiny is greater than your storm. And when we realize what we possess, huh? When we realize what we possess is greater than the challenges we face, then we'll be ready to possess our promise. Because each and every one of us have promises from God. God has promised us that our families are going to be saved. God has promised that we're going to be preachers. God has promised that we're going to take cities. God has given us different promises. But once we realize what we possess or who we possess, right, which is Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, when we realize what we possess, huh, all those challenges and all those things, it won't matter. And then we'll be able to possess our promise. See, you're not who you used to be. You're not who you used to be. You might look the same. Hello? Some people, even when they get saved, they still look the same. 20 years later, amen. But you're not who you used to be, huh? 
I'm going to go ahead and have AJ come to the keyboard. You're not who you used to be. So why would you want to stay that way? Sometimes, like I was saying, sometimes we get saved and we, we stay the same. We say, well, that, that was where God wanted me. God called me to the altar. Or God came and he saved me. I, I said the prayer of salvation and now I'm different. Now I'm changed. It's true. You are different. You are changed. God has began your transition. That's the beginning of your transition. It's just the beginning. God has so much more. So much more. More than you could ever possibly, ever possibly imagine. And I'm a personal testimony to that. I remember when I came into the home, I was messed up, man. I didn't come to the home because, again, it wasn't a chosen transition for me. I didn't say, you know what, I, I need to get my life together. I need to go to this home. No, that's not how it happened. I, you know, I wasn't court committed. I was wife committed. Hello, my wife committed me to the home. She told me, you need to go somewhere, man. And she gave me a Bible. said, here, have a good life. Go change. Amen. That was the beginning of my transition. You know, and I did. I transitioned. I transitioned well. I did good in the home. And I was there for like 15 months, right? They told me it was only going to be nine, 12 months, and I was there 15 months, right? A little storm, a little challenge, right? Amen. But I did it. I did it. But that was just the beginning. And again, the storms came. Transitioning. I was transitioning. Storms came. Challenges came, right? Went back a couple times. Came back out again, right? Went and got some restoration, right? Went back to the home. Yes, I'm going to do this. Transition. I'm going to do it. This is it, right? Went back again. Not to the home, but to the world. Amen. Transitioned again, right? Doing good. Back again. And then one day... I was sitting way over here. <laughs> and it was worse than the time before, because the time before, at least I was, I had a car to live in, amen? <laughs> right, Pastor Manuel? <laughs> right? At least I had a car to live in, but this time I didn't even have a car to live in. I was sitting in a jail cell. Saved, right? Supposed to be set free. All this stuff. And I'm sitting in a jail cell. Point me. I was looking where God said I was supposed to be. God's word said what he had for me, right? And that's when I made that decision. I said, you know what? This is going to be my last transition in this, for this. And once I stepped out, because I, I told God, I said, you know what, Lord? Because I didn't know how long I was going to be there. I said, it doesn't matter how long I'm here. I don't care if I, I don't, even if I never get out, even if I end up going to prison, I'm going to serve you. I'm never going to go back again. I'm going to serve you. And then God opened the doors, literally. Amen. And when I got out, I never went back. I made that transition. I made that transition. Because I kept missing it. And to be honest, to tell you today, to what, why I kept missing it, I couldn't, I, I just missed it. I can't really put my finger on it but I knew I missed it. I missed it every single time. Every single time, but usually it was because God was trying to move me somewhere. I can't remember exactly where, but I remember he was always trying to, okay, now I want you to, boom, I'm going to put you here. 
boom, I want you to put you, I want you to step out. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then I would end up going back. But you don't have to do that. You don't have to go back. You can transition well. Because you know what happens after you transition well? You transition again. You go to a different transition. Life is all about change. It's all about transition. It's never going to it's never going to change. It's always going to be transition and change, transition and change. And sometimes we get to a place where we're like, well, why am, I, why am I feeling like this? Why am I always stuck like this? Why does nothing ever seem to work out for me? Why does everything always seem to be going bad? It's because you're probably not transitioning. You're probably not stepping in to what God wants you to step into. You're still standing way over here waiting for God just to pick you up and put you over there. It doesn't work like that doesn't work like that. I wish it did. I wish I could tell you that's how it worked. The bottom of my heart, I wish I could tell you that's how it worked. Because I know some of the things that you guys go through. I know some of the things that I've gone through. I know some of the things you guys are going through right now. And from the bottom of my heart, I wish God could just pick you up and put you over there. But if he did, you'd still be the same person that you were when you were over here. That's why he doesn't do it. It's not just to get you from here to there. It's so that when you get over there from here, you're not the same as you were when you were over there. You're different. You're not the same person anymore. So if you're tired of being the person that you are or being where you're at, you say, you know what? I want to be where God wants me to be. I want to be who God wants me. I want to be who God says I can be. I want to be that victorious person that we sing about. I want to be that person. I want to be the one that steps out in faith and believes God for the, uh, the, the miraculous. I want to believe God. I want to step out. If that's you here, I want you to stand near your feet tonight. I want everybody to stand tonight. Praise the Lord. Because God wants to transition us. He wants to take you from here, and he wants to take you over to here. The only way that's going to happen is if you step out. you got to get in the boat. That's the only way the disciples were able to make it to the other side. Because they didn't swim got in the boat. Jesus said, come on, get in the boat. That's what Jesus is telling you here tonight. The Spirit of God is telling you guys tonight. He's telling me, get in the boat. But don't just get in the boat. Let's go together. He wants to go with us. Go ahead and bow your heads with me here tonight. Some of us need to transition tonight. Tonight is somebody's night. Tonight, somebody's battling their transition. Whatever it is God has taken them through, taking you through, wherever he's trying to take you, he's trying to transition you from where you're at to where he wants you to be. He knows who you are inside. He knows what you're going through, but he also knows who you're going to be when you get there. And tonight's your night. Tonight's your night to give up.